Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you, America and beyond. Life, love, and liberty. And we have one more day. One more day. Have you voted? Are you waiting till tomorrow? Curious. I wonder how many of you have uh, absentee balloted it or early voted. How many of you are waiting till the day of? I know many are so that you do not give the cheaters the opportunity, those schemers, the opportunity to um, leverage your vote with uh, with numbers that are not always, um, that don't always work in our favor. How about that? So shenanigans abound. All right. So I'm just going, I'm here today to briefly, briefly remind you to take your peace. Here's my admonition. Here's my edification. I'm very, very proud of all of you. I am honored to know you who have kept your peace over this past two years of absolute hell. Thank you. Thank you for proving them wrong. Thank you for not taking the bait like the roaches. Uh, old Sonny on The View proclaims that we are as white female Republican voters, but also across the board. Thank you, MSNBC, by the way, for exnixing the Tiffany show on uh, Saturday mornings, the Tiffany Cross show who gets crossways about all things race, just race bait, race bait, race bait, race bait. Speaking of baiting and bait motels, I mean, that's what the majority of the, quote, talent on MSNBC or anything left for that matter, not saying that white people cannot be completely ratchet and treacherous as treacherous as well, because we know we can be. We know that. But I personally have not seen anyone on a mainstream media outlet and or cable network news that has called for outright genocide of white people, other than those who were like, you know, in favor of vaccinations for all, like it or not. (laughs) People having to wear masks, like it or not. People now who are white and otherwise championing for your kids to be basically, you know, neutered and spayed because that's how they see children. Right, that's how the left largely sees humans is through the lens of this bestial weirdness that is the lower nature of man. We have two natures. Remember, we have the bestial nature, we have the spiritual nature. And so the higher nature is where you're walking, you're walking within the realm of our creator. You're thinking, you're moving, you're being, you're all of that is in accordance with the spirit of our creator, which is always about life, love, and liberty, right? It's about equality and justice and uh, life, the proliferation and the protection of life, the protection of the pursuit of justice, right? The protection of liberty. It's that that is the kingdom of our creator. And so you're either um, you're either reaching for that or you are 
or you are swimming in the muck and mire. And people like Tiffany Cross do not need to be anywhere near uh, airwaves as far as I'm concerned. Now, you can go to my Twitter feed. You can go to Tucker Carlson's Twitter feed, Fox News, YouTube. You will find his entire segment on why she and others like her with her rhetoric that is really genocidal rhetoric. Because that's what it's leading up to. Demoralization, dehumanization, it is really despicable. Uh, Why that's so dangerous. And so kudos to MSNBC for removing her voice on Saturday mornings. Now, you will see the left completely coalescing around her, everyone singing Kumbaya, that, well, it's because she's black. No, it's not because she's black. It's because she espouses very dangerous rhetoric. Now, should she be allowed to have her opinions and express whatever hatred she has in her heart for people? Absolutely. First Amendment country, have at it, girl. But when you are sitting on international airwaves and the best you can do is continue to uh, divide and to stoke this wrath between the, quote, races when there's only one race, um, you know, always pointing to the white man, the white man, the white man, and white pe- white privilege, and people think they own everything because they think they founded the country, and they got, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on, and it just stokes and stokes and stokes, and yeah, it's meant to do exactly that. It is meant to keep people completely saturated in rage, wrath, and anger, not not truth, not cohesion, not unity, not building bridges, not finding a better way, not seeking equality, not seeking justice, not seeking to mend the areas in the country that we all know we still fall, in which we still fall short. Whether it's institutional or otherwise, we still fall short where some things are related to ethnicity and culture. We just do. We still have a ways to go. But I... But you don't annihilate one entire demographic, you know, with with fake history, with fake present, and just this moral outrage that is rooted in anything but morality. That that is not okay. All right, so there's my there's my thing on that. Now, what's interesting is that ABC and Disney, as of the recording of this broadcast has not apologized to the American people for their talent in the way of Sonny Hostin. She has not apologized either, excuse me, and even if she did, I personally would not receive it until someone repents from that and someone asks for forgiveness. There is a difference between, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, gee, sorry I upset everybody. That was not very nice of me. No, 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 no. I'm good. No, thank you. Save it. But I think corporately, it is important for Disney and MSNBC. I'm sorry, not MSNBC. Disney and ABC, her parent companies, they should absolutely demand a and write for themselves a formal apology to all American people. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's an affront to all American people, just like it's an affront to our creator whenever we sin. Because whenever we sin against each other, when we sin against ourselves, we effectively sin against him. We are all connected. Spiritually, we're all connected. And so if more of us understood that whenever we're downing anyone else, when we are falsely accusing other people, all of that tears at the fabric of humanity, every bit of it. 
And so as her parent company, as Sonny Hostin's parent company, it is incumbent upon them. It is their responsibility for Disney and ABC, excuse me, to publicly and corporately apologize for the words that came out of her face. It really came out of her heart. Calling white female Republican voters roaches. Like roaches to raid is how she sees, those are her words, live on The View, like roaches to raid is how she sees white female Republican voters, suburban voters who are voting for Republicans. So it wasn't like, you know, she could have chosen any other analogy in the world, (laughs) but she chose that one. And I guarantee she had some time to ruminate on that. I'm sure that, see, I'm going to tell y'all something, okay? Like I've always raised my daughter to believe because I've done it, you've done it, we all do it. It's part of the human nature. Whatever you practice in private, you will ultimately do in public. If you belch and pass gas and all that stuff after every meal in front of your family, like you have no manners, like you just have no, you're just kind of like, it's just all out there and you do that privately, I promise you, There will come one day that you do that publicly. It will absolutely happen because what you practice becomes perfected and it becomes who you are and part of your, your fabric and your personality, your mindset. You will do it. There, there is no longer a line of delineation. You will 1000% do it. Okay. So I am, I would put money on, I would put my month's salary on the fact that she's had that conversation with other people and making that comparison between white women, white people, and dehumanization, whether it's pigs, roaches. I've never heard her use the term pigs, but I have heard that in Twitter spaces amongst uh, black groups that are not super in favor of white people or Jews. And anytime I've ever reported any of those groups, I immediately got an email back from Twitter saying, oh, sorry, we don't see anything wrong here. So there's that. Now, with the change of the guard at Twitter, I'm sure all of that is absolutely going to change. Thank you. Um, Because it is dangerous to allow those things to continue on open airwaves as a media conglomerate, as I'm not even part of a conglomerate, and I consider my words and I weigh my words because I don't want to, while sharing the truth with you, it should motivate you to even more so exercise the mind of Christ, which would never be a call to violence. So I always approach things from a truthful perspective, um, and I'm not going to diminish the truth of what's happening. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not putting lipstick on the pig. I'm not doing any of that because that's not who I am. But I'm also very conscientious about where where the barometer of the country in that, okay, I can share the truth of what's really going on And, right, and encourage you to maintain your peace in the midst of all of the chaos. Because you can do that. Again, it goes back to the bestial nature and the higher nature. So I'm always going to encourage you and me to adhere to the higher nature. And believe me, it is not easy being cheesy most days. It's just not. But that's why we have each other, to remind each other of the good that is in us through Christ, Right? Amen? So, anyway, back to the elections. 
Okay. So as of Sunday, Carrie Lake's office was on lockdown, right? You've got hazmat suited people there. I mean, it is the level to which we have descended into this hellish, ghoulish realm of politics is really sad. It, It is such an indictment on us as a nation. It is just awful. I can't even believe this is how treacherous things have become. And things of this nature have historically, in all the shenanigans, Right. With people just doing stupid stuff, it's almost like high school pranking, you know, whether it's egging someone's house or someone's car or, you know, somebody putting dog poop in a bag and lighting it on fire outside your campaign office. Um, Although, you know, I guess if we go back to the 60s before I got here, uh, you know, people were actually firebombing each other's campaign offices. So I guess there's that. But, you know, in my generation right now, right up to this point, (laughs) it's been relatively civilized. And I've been in the realm of politics for 20 years now. Um, and people are awful and they put out hit pieces on each other. And, you know, I don't run campaigns like that. I think it's gross. Again, if your candidate is just too dumb or too ill-equipped or too inept to actually, you know, or just too low low mental capacity, right, or low energy for, you know, to rally their own base without having to completely annihilate his his or her opponent, then you're not the candidate for anyone, much less someone I would want to work with. So I don't work on that level. Again, bestial nature. So no, I don't work on that level. But a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Some of you are very upset because President Trump said a few words about Ron DeSantis and uh, what do you call him? Ron DeSanctimonious. So, and y'all are like, hmm, what is that about? And there's some type of, you know, fault circulations going on right now about uh, Governor DeSantis and uh, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Here's the deal. Um, Here's all I'm going to say about that in this broadcast. Because it really doesn't matter as it pertains to this election tomorrow. It just doesn't. It, it, it is a distraction from tomorrow, but it is real and it is happening. And in President Trump's voice is still very much so a uh, part of the landscape of politics. And it will continue to be as long as uh, the good Lord allows them to breathe. So it will continue to be a force to be reckoned with, according to some, and a force that is extremely informative for million, for tens of millions of Americans. Okay. So his voice does matter. Because he is still the voice of America First. Now, I'm making a delineation between MAGA and America First because you got to understand that we're in a different season. I really hope you'll grasp this, even as it pertains to tomorrow, right? Because hopefully you're voting for America First candidates, not because they're Republican, but because they're going to benefit even your Democrat neighbor. They're certainly going to, in theory, benefit us as conservatives, but hopefully what they're going to do is benefit all of America, right? Because that's what we say America First is about. And I think that's actually possible to get to get to that place, but it's going to take a mind shift and a heart shift, and people are going to have to come up out of that bestial nature and actually, you know, submit to our creator and humble ourselves, repent of craziness and and turn from our wicked ways. And he will heal our land because that's what he promised to do. So I believe that's still possible. But as it relates to President Trump and Ron DeSantis, here's all I'm going to say about that. I've told you for a few months now, Ron DeSantis will 1000% be on that ticket 24. He will primary President Trump as dumb as that sounds. And I'm 
also 1,000% agree with Megyn Kelly. Anyone running against him is foolish because he still rules the America First class. He just does. That it, it is what it is. Think what you want about his candor, his personality, his tweets, his, you know, whatever he said about Ron DeSanctimonious, Wh- whatever level of ego President Trump lives on that you can't stand. It's part of it's part of his candor. It's part of his theater. It's part of his personality. And unless the Lord Himself humbles President Trump, and He has a revelatory moment where He humbles Himself beneath the mighty hand of our father and understands that while he can have a personality change in, in, in his expression can change, right? Because as his heart changes and his mind changes, his expressions thereof and his personality will change just like the rest of us. And don't tell me people can't change because I watched my 88 year old father do it. So I know president Trump can do it. So Nebuchadnezzar did it, did it. King Manasseh did it. There And I'm not comparing President Trump to Nebuchadnezzar and Manasseh, but I'm saying that there there have been plenty of kings in the Old Testament who were just bat poop crazy, who they were allowed, they were mighty kings, man. I mean, mighty, but they were also super godless, and they were allowed to become that way so that the mighty hand of their creator could actually be exposed, and and he would bend their will to him. And there's nothing like suffering that bends someone's will faster. Nothing. And so I don't know if President Trump is ever going to get that memo from above. But if he does, that is perfectly possible. And I don't know what that's going to take. Good grief. The man's been raided. He's been cheated. He's been lied on. He's been spat on, shat on. I mean, you name it. It has His family has been dragged through the absolute astroturf of hell. And so yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not on that throne. I have no idea what the Lord has in store for President Trump uh, in any form of humbling of President Trump. Don't know. But here's what I do know. Um, We cannot afford to continue, whether you are a Democrat, straight up liberal or Republican, we as a civilized nation can no longer afford to get hung up in personality um, and, and in beauty pageants, if you will, of the theater of politics. We are not going back to a statesman-like political landscape anytime soon, as best as I can tell, unless President Trump does have a moment of aha, whether it's in his, you know, nighttime sleep, two hours of sleep, whatever he gets, it's on the golf course, it's through Melania, I have no idea. But there may come a time when he does actually pull back. But I I don't think that's going to come through consultants or advisors or prayer warriors or pastors and reverends or any of that, or threats from man. That is not going, if anything, he digs his heels in even further because that's part of how he's, that's part of who he is. That's how he survived. So it doesn't bother me. His candor, his personality does not bother me. Now, what concerns me is that a lot of people are, are still hung up in the personality conflict. And the fact that Ron DeSantis, I think Casey, uh, the first lady of Florida, uh, Casey DeSantis ran, you know, an ad of, I love you, Ron. Thank you. And it's this ad about how, you know, God, and it's a horrible voice of God, by the way, you guys should do better. But, um, but how Casey DeSantis ran this ad 
um, you know, thanking her husband for being wonderful and that, and that, you know, Ron DeSantis is chosen for such a time as this, basically comparing him to, you know, he is God's chosen candidate and God is invoked I don't, at least over 10 times in this video, which I find really kind of tacky because while the church in the prophets in the back in the back rooms of the church were were busy anyone who was involved deeply in the christian evangelical movement understands that president trump was um heralded by prophets as god's chosen guy because they saw him as like a king cyrus and, and many still do right but you didn't see that coming out of his campaign like it was like God every thousand years God chooses you know and it's like mm, y'all come on <laughs> and so when President Trump starts with the Ron Sanctimonious <laughs> I think it's kind of funny some of you are offended because you're just like really President Trump why now can you just keep your mouth shut get it together get off get off truth whatever uh, you know do you have to be such a child on stage I mean I've heard I've seen all the tweets today I get it. Um, but y'all are going to have to get past that. I know you want him to get past it, but you're going to have to get past it. <laughs> so I don't foresee that changing. And if anything, that was him firing the first shot. So, and that's very important in politics because he who throws the first punch, you know, is on top. It's kind of like divorce, right? Whoever files first is usually going to come out on top. And here's the thing. We need to come out on top, not these candidates, but you, the American voter, needs to come out on top. Your family needs to come out on top. Your safety, your ability to thrive and to prosper and to have a job and to eat and to be safe, that needs to come out on top, right? The ability to uh, inoculate or not inoculate your children. The ability to educate your children in school or have a choice to do it yourself. You know, the ability to be safe in your own neighborhoods, with 5.5 million illegals pouring over the borders in the past Biden two years, um, you know, good luck with that in the coming months and years. I mean, that we're just at the beginning of this. We have a nation within a nation in this country. You do understand that, right? Like, there are nations that do not have that many uh, inhabitants. But we have allowed that many people, and many of them are of fighting age, and they are men. They are men and younger, younger men who have come into this country illegally. And they don't look like they've been traveling on foot for like the past 2,000 miles, I'm just going to tell you. So I don't know who's cleaning them up and dropping them off right at the border and buses and all that, but it's happening. And there's a reason for that, and it's because the landscape is changing. We are no longer in MAGA times. You have got to move past that. You are in reconstruction. <laughs> That's where we are. We have been held in cap captivity. We have spiritually been in captivity for the past, I don't know how many years, and now it's all coming to light. And we have politically been taken captive. And I would, I would beg to say that geopolitically, geographically, I think we have things on this soil that we probably, some of you would just completely never leave your homes again. Right. And so you got to do what you can locally. So if you have not voted, I encourage you get out and rock that vote, um, you know, and keep your peace. Also, here's my other plug for you. So please go to my Twitter feed. You can go to Virginians for America first, um, their website. There is a um, I'm trying to remember the name of the other website, but it's on my Twitter feed. There is a form that you can download. OK, I want you to take it with you whenever you go to vote. 
Okay. And know who your precinct chair is, know who, whatever that name is in your respective county, um, know who the people in charge are. Okay. Know who your registrars are, have all of those names ready. I'm telling you, this is how to equip yourself to be prepared for any shenanigans at all. Because what you don't need to do is get on Twitter and start talking your crap about what you experienced and how ridiculous it is and they're all going to cheat. No, I don't want to see that. And I don't want to see it on Facebook either. You can alert people, make a commitment to alert people to what you experienced if there were shenanigans and if there was election interference only after you have taken the necessary legal steps to protect your vote and to report what you have seen in real time. So I'm encouraging people to fill out the forms that you will find on my Twitter feed, download them and take them with you. Don't wait till you get home, sit in the car, in the parking lot, whatever, fill them out. Okay. If you were not getting remedy from your registrar, from your precinct chair, from the captain, whomever is in charge right there, you call your local sheriff and you have your news agencies on speed dial. That's it. And you chronicle every single moment of your experience with any type of interference. If you in, don't do anything illegal, if you're not supposed to have your phone inside, then don't have your phone inside. If you're not allowed to record anything voting, then don't record anything to do with other people voting. Don't get other people in your screenshots and all that stuff. Keep other people out of your business. Stay in your lane, handle your vote. Okay. Don't get up in people's faces. Don't, you know, don't be dumb. Right. And don't follow people with your camera phone, phone, camera and all that mess. You know, don't be stupid. Okay. And don't harass people. Just legally and lawfully take your peace and chronicle every step of what you're contending with if you run into election interference. And it is already happening. And people are getting very riled up about this. And and one of the reasons why I'm asking you to do this is because if, and that's a big if, capital I-F, if you wake up on Wednesday and you see that things did not turn out the way that you had anticipated, and there's a red puddle instead of a red tsunami or wave, um, or, or you feel like your whole county or your state or whatever has been cheated again, okay? This is going to help you keep your peace and people around you, okay? So do something preemptively that is lawful and that is mentally and emotionally healthy. It helps you keep your power because this really is all you can do. And you can file those things with your Secretary of State's offices. Your I would file them with your AG. I would send them to your state law enforcement. If your sheriffs won't come out, they don't know what the hell to do. Then, And don't be surprised if that happens because I'm hearing reports of that already flooding in that law enforcement shows up. And they're like, what do you want us to do about it? So I'm asking you to get things on record. That is a very lawful approach. So again, No nastiness needed. Just take your vote into your own hands in the sense of protect your vote. And there are ways that you can organize yourself, right? If you run it, if you bump into things that are not legal, people are forcing people out of their precincts. They're shutting down the ability for people to see things again. They're lying. 
Um, you know, they're seeing all kinds of weird absentee ballot stuff going on. Okay, if you're a poll watcher, poll worker, or you show up and you're given the runaround about your ability to vote or someone says you've already voted, right that second you start to record every moment of your existence contending with that, okay? You know, people who operate in the dark, and it really is this simple. I just had this conversation with a dear friend of mine about crime in Atlanta. And uh, one of my friends who is now an assistant DA told me who deals with criminal gang elements consistently has told me you would be shocked what our studies show the second you shine a light on this criminal syndicate activity and you begin to prosecute it, not just highlight it, but you begin to prosecute it, they will literally pack up like a band of roaches and leave. They will go to the next state. And I remember when Brian Kemp was first running for his first term, he was on my show on WSB radio out of Atlanta. And he, we were talking about this because this was one of the pillars of his campaign. This is something that he stood on. And he said, I said, well, what are you doing? Like shipping them off to another state. And he's like, I don't care where they go. I just don't want them in my state anymore. I don't want them in our state. The criminal gang elements got to go. And at that point, we were just coming off of Obama's numbers, which were nothing because they stopped counting because that's what Democrats do to in order to sway numbers. They just quit assimilating uh, information. And so there's no dissemination of information. So you cannot draw actual conclusions and make create policy and effective laws without the proper information as to what's really going on and by whom and how often. Right. And so it makes it much easier for things like BLM to stand themselves up because the numbers are completely off and skewed. And so whenever you go to look for them in the black hole of Google uh, and you can't find them, that's why. Right. So numbers matter. Statistics actually matter. Reported crime matters. Right. And so at the time we had 71,000 and that was then that was what was that? 20, 16, um, 2018. Yeah, uh, when Brian Kemp was uh, first elected, and he's like, yeah, "Where are we? 18. And he um, and he ran on that. We're going to get rid of these seventy one thousand gang elements, you know, gang member, criminal gang uh, associates here in the state of Georgia, right? And people, the the left wing media was like nuts about his numbers. I mean, they just tried to crush him. How does he even know those numbers? Where are they pulling those numbers from? Right. And that's not what so and so said. And that's what the FBI statistics show. Well, yeah, the FBI statistics were completely skewed as well because they too were told quit, quit, quit assimilating information on this. Quit reporting. People quit reporting. Local law enforcement, state law enforcement, people quit reporting. So the numbers are only going to be as accurate as the reports, right? And so he caught a lot of flack for saying there were 71,000. Well, now there's well over 71,000 in the state of Georgia. Sorry, Governor Kemp. I don't know how effective you've been. And here's the real rub on that, okay? It, if the Democrats are pushing against any type of new lawful legislation in the state of Georgia, you have super spineless Republicans who are actually kowtowing to it. So you can't just blame crime on Democrats in every blue city. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't let you. Nope, because I know how the sausage is made. And too many half-baked quasi-Republicans, they're not even rhinos. They're worse. 
Um, they are cutting deals with the devil on the on the left, on the right, in the back doors, you name it. Nothing gets to committee or it gets to committee and it's already been decided that it's not going to go to the floor. It's not going anywhere, right? And so you end up with more and more and more crime in your, in your cities, in your respective states. And this is how, because Republicans are just as much on the take as others. Sorry. That, so that's just true. So please, all that to say, we have 5.5 million new people in this country who are completely unaccounted for and unaccountable. And so you need to protect your families. You need to live and breathe and move with your eyes wide open. You don't need to be hateful to people or afraid of migrants. I don't encourage that at all. I just encourage you again, sober week two things can be true. You can understand that the landscape in this country has in fact changed. We are now in the reconstruction phase. We're no longer in make America great again. And I don't even know that we've been, we've even seen the bottom. And if you're listening to forecasters financially, who are finally getting honest with you, which is why I tell you to go to Monica protects with gold.com every show, Monica protects with gold.com. Not because I put my faith and my hope and my joy and my peace and all that in gold and silver, because I'm not that dumb and neither should you. But we do have things on this side of eternity that we can hedge our hard-earned dollars with. And your portfolio managers are finally starting, your financial gurus and experts are finally starting to get honest with their respective audiences and letting you know that up to $4 trillion plus now actually has been absconded with, in my humble opinion, it's gone. It's no longer in your 401ks. Gone. Poof, vamoose, gone. See ya. And for those of you who are closer to retirement than others, you're not going to have time to recover. That we are, and we have not even seen the bottom, according to these guys. So MonicaProtectsWithGold.com, you can hedge today. Someone will call you back. And if you have a qualifying account, you will also see that they will offer you $10,000 worth of free silver. So you don't have to just move into gold. You can also move into silver, other metals. But uh, representative will be happy to go over that with you. MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Call them today. So we haven't seen the bottom. That's why it's important for you to gird up, right? Get up every morning, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, you know, belt of truth, sword of the spirit, shoes of peace. That's it. That's our armor. That's what we wear. We have the mind of Christ. We guard our hearts. Our spirits are not mortally wounded. Every time we see that lawlessness is abounding, our hearts are not getting hard, right? We wear the belt of truth that covers our spirit, our belly buttons, where our spirits live, our belt of truth, which means if you're in your Bible, you are feeding on truth and living waters, and that gives you peace, that gives you joy, it gives you hope, gives you righteousness, everything you need in order to be equipped to live through these times instead of waiting and hoping for some better time, like make it work today, right? Make it work today. Today is the day the Lord has made be glad and rejoice in it. So let's humble ourselves behind, you know, under the hand of our mighty father. He will bring our the sanity back to our country, I believe, because there are too many people who are, you know, repenting, praying and fasting. And I pray that you guys are, you know, part of that demographic. But I love you. Take your peace. Get out there and rock the vote if you haven't already, no matter how long your lines are. And make sure you're doing what it takes to protect your vote lawfully, okay? Be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.